Well, hello. This is a beautiful, beautiful Sunday, August 21st, 2022. Beautiful Sunday afternoon. I hope that your day has been filled with joy and you are abundantly blessed and you're living your best life, being your best self. Amen. Being your best self, no matter what comes your way, you are going to be your best self. This is Brother John with Elisha Power Ministries, and I'm back with you again. Thank God. It has been a little while since I have been on my podcast. I have been quite busy, though, quite busy. And so for those of you who look forward to hearing my broadcast, I owe you a sincere apology as I have been busy with life trying to be my best self. Praise God. And taking care of some much needed business things. Um, So I'm back today though. I'm back today. And I hope you enjoy this episode today. Because we're going to talk about something that's very serious. Something that a lot of people have trouble dealing with. Me included. I've had issues dealing with this problem that basically is everywhere everywhere all over the world and you say well what am I talking about I'm talking about dealing with what we call church hurt when you're in the church or a church and you feel like that is your church home Or maybe it's not even your church home, but somehow you end up being emotionally hurt. In some cases, unfortunately, some have been physically hurt, sexually hurt, which is terrible, which is terrible. So church hurt, that's what we're talking about today. Church hurt, and I won't take up much of your time, but it's important that we we talk about this and now i'm not going to do a very deep dive this is going to be high level but i hope when you hear this you're in a place where you can go and you can pray about what you'll hear today and you will receive solace from this message and the lord will help to heal your heart And I hope if you've been hurt by the church that you're already in the process of healing. And if not, then I think you tuned into the correct show today. Church hurt. That's what we're talking about. Now you say, well, what is church hurt? You know, you're in the church and you are enjoying the church services, the leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And somehow or another. You get slighted, looked over, abused, misinterpreted, misunderstood, and you end up with a lot of hurt. You end up disappointed. Disappointed, completely disappointed, and you begin to lose faith. And what you're doing and what others are doing around you in the church. You begin to lose. You you begin to lose 
faith in the leadership. Now, that could be a senior leadership or it could be junior leadership or it could be individuals who are in charge of a program or two periodically. But, you know, sometimes people can talk to us in a way that will hurt us. And you're like, man, we're in church. Why are you talking to me like that? Well, I think the long and short of that would be people are people. People are people. And the building you're in sometimes doesn't matter to some people. And by building, I mean by the church, being in that, that physical temple, right? And a lot of times, you know, it's a matter of favoritism. You know, people favor other people, favor their friends, and they overlook the wrong people. They shouldn't be overlooking anybody, to be honest. Sometimes it's just absolute jealousy. People might be jealous of your gifts, jealous of your talent, because each person has what God has given them. We all, there are people who may hold the same office, but their gifting is different, right? The way they handle business, kingdom building is different. And some folks get jealous of, of each other's gifts that God has given as unfortunate as that may be, but it does indeed happen. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. Um, now, let me clarify. Some church hurt is completely unjustified. I, and what I mean by that is you feel like the church hurt you, but the church didn't hurt you. The, hurt, the church might have put you in your place. Let's tell it. You might have come into a situation where you thought you could take over, but you were rejected. And I would add appropriately rejected. You were told no, and now you're getting your feelings and you want to blame someone else. You want to blame others. You know, Sister Betty Jo told me no, that I couldn't take over this project. Well, you were not placed in charge of that project. But now you come in, you know everything. And Sister Betty Jo was like, wait a minute, look, you're not in charge of this project. So I don't know what you're doing. You're going too far. Sister Cunningham, you need to slow your roll. Well, you know, you, you come in, choir rehearsal, and the choir director is not letting you lead every song you want to lead. And so somehow, somehow the choir director is the devil. Well, you know, you have an amazing voice. I promise you this, someone's going to know that. Now, I do know firsthand there are some individuals who get jealous of how someone sings and they do not let them sing because they're jealous. That is wrong. That is wrong. But when you have that spirit where you just want to come in and take over and everything has to be your way or the highway, that in my mind is parallel to a Jezebel spirit. Well, you think you need to be the center of attention. I'm not talking about those individuals with that type of so-called hurt. That's not even really hurt. That's you wanting to use your influence, your sway to take over projects, programs that you really should not be in charge of anyway. But, you know, someone's told you you're magnificent. And so you feel like you need to come in there and just push everyone else out of the way. 
people who have been appointed and who are gifted to take over those programs. And now here you come. Yeah, this, this is not for you today. What you need to do is go repent. You know, uh, ask people for forgiveness. And you need to humble yourself and listen to leadership. That's what you need to do. That's that's my humble advice to you. Just relax. And so, you know, being rebuked in church for your wrongdoing is not necessarily church hurt. It should be church embarrassment. You should be embarrassed by that because it was your attitude and your actions that led to being rebuked in the first place. You can't blame the church for that. Okay. So I'm not talking about those individuals. I'm talking about individuals who have those well intentions. They're doing what the church asked them to do. And sometimes the church goes overboard. It just uses the same people over and over and over again. And then when they can't use them anymore, they toss them aside. That is legitimate church hurt. That's church hurt right there for real. You know, and then you have some individuals who are in leadership who have a Jezebel spirit and they they just continue to abuse individuals who are under them in terms of program management, program administration. They abuse them. They abuse them. I've even seen where you have married couples have problems because the church leadership keeps interfering, keeping the man or the woman away from the house because of a church program. When you know good and well, that woman should not be sitting up in someone's church 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night talking about a program while her husband is sitting at home waiting on her. You, you know better than that and vice versa. It could be the man out and the woman just sitting there waiting on her husband. And this happens on a consistent basis. That is ridiculous. That is abuse. That is abuse. I've seen that. I've also seen where you have individuals who are very talented. Very talented in church. And they clearly have leadership abilities. I mean, it's, it's clear. But here comes jealousy. And those individuals, they never go much farther because the people in charge are jealous. And they won't elevate them. But let me tell you something. God will elevate you. You just be faithful. You be faithful. God will elevate you. And if God wants to move you out of that church, let him do that. Okay? Let him do that. And I've seen him do that. I've seen him do that. He'll move you. He will move you and put you where he needs you to be because he gave you those talents anyway. And he wants those talents on display at the appropriate time, though. At the appropriate time. There's a time and a season for everything. We learned that in Ecclesiastes, right? We learned that. So that's what I'm talking about. They church hurt people who've been hurt. And how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? So what I want to do right now is I want to read a passage of scripture. And you may say, why you choose that scripture, brother John? I mean, is that really appropriate for what you're talking about? Well, you'll see. Yes, it is. Mark chapter 11. And I'm going to start with verse 15. 
and we're going to read up into verse 19 and here's what it says mark 11 15 and they come to jerusalem now this is when jesus and the disciples were headed into jerusalem they had come through several towns on their way during their journey to get to jerusalem and it says and they come to jerusalem and jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessels through the temple you see that now verse 17 says and he taught and he taught we got to repeat that and he taught saying unto them is it not written my house should be called of all nations the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves i like that and he taught see he's not just rebuking them and turning over tables he's teaching them listen let me let me tell you what the word says and here's the reason why this is happening the way it's happening verse 18 and the scribes and chief priests and the scribes and chief priests this is really what i want to hone in on verse 18 and the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him see he's messed up their program so it makes you ask whose program are they on it says the scribes and chief priests these are the leadership these are the leaders of the temple and they sought how they might destroy him he, uh oh he's messing up our money he did what for they feared him because all the people was astonished at his doctrine verse 19 and when and when even he was and when even was come evening he went out of the city so verse 18 again and scribes and chief priests heard it and saw how they might destroy him this is the leadership see you have jesus coming in setting things in order and teaching the people but the scribes and the chief priests they didn't like it because they were not on his program they were on their own program but he said no you're going to be on the father's program you see they knew all along what they should have been doing these are the scribes these are the chief priests you think they didn't know what was written and he taught verse 15 saying unto them is it not written my house should be called of all nations the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves the point i'm trying to make here verse 18 is that leadership who's not on god's program who's on their own program they will seek they will hurt you they can hurt you because you have to ask who are they following who are they listening to if they're not on god's program and that right there in and of itself will cause church hurt because you have individuals on their own program they're not on god's program these individuals were more worried about money we see that a lot today we see that a lot I mean, I'm not going to call anybody's names, but when you preaching in church and you have very expensive suits and cars and houses and all, I'm not against any of that. Don't think I am. But when you put your emphasis on material things and not on God's program and all you're concerned with is how you look what you have what the people think of you 
you're on the wrong program. And because your mind isn't right, your spirit isn't right, you're going to say and do things that's going to cause a lot of people to get hurt. And eventually, including yourself. Now, if I'm wrong, you tell me. I know I'm not wrong. Your mind and your spirit have to be right when you're going to stand up there and administrate for the kingdom of God. Because you have people who are delicate. You have people that they may not even read the Bible. They're reading you. They may not even read the Bible. You're their Bible. And so if your whole focus is on money, what you wear, the things you can garner, power and control over other people, I can 100% assure you you're going to cause a lot of people to be hurt because they're putting their faith and trust in you where it doesn't really belong it belongs with it with god but they should be able to trust you to administer the word and do what is right in the sight of god and when you do what's wrong in the sight of god and you allow those under you to do what's wrong you're going to cause a lot of problems so verse 18 basically proves verse 18 proves that the hierarchy was aware they were aware of everything that was going on. They knew. You can't say they didn't. They knew. So it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Well, I'll say this to you. You have to be able to get along and pray. So the bottom line is you get along and you pray. And here's the thing. You, you seek people who you trust, who can truly counsel you. Sometimes you have to go outside of your circle your inner circle and you have to talk to individuals who you know are of good reputation they have provided wise counsel in the past and you have to really get that issue off of your chest i'm just being real with you guys today i'm not trying to push some doctrine on you that that you know you're unfamiliar with i'm just simply talking to you as if you're sitting down with me in my living room and, and we're best buddies. But you do have to seek wise counsel. And the Bible says in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. And also in James 1, Jesus, God himself said, if you lack wisdom, ask it and he'll give it to you. He gives to all liberally. So you need wisdom in this hour. You need wisdom when you're talking about dealing with individuals who've caused you hurt and pain in the church you got to have wisdom because you you i tell you what won't won't, won't work, what will not work is vengeance vengeance won't work vengeance is mine didn't god say that didn't he say that 
That, that's not going to help you. Vengeance will not help you. When you say this person has hurt me and I've talked to pastor such and such about it and he's not doing anything. Well, I'm going to I'm going to get them back. They're going to regret ever dealing with me this way. I promise you that'll fall right back on your own head. You ever take a ball and you throw it up in the air, it's going to have to come down somewhere, right? It'll probably come down on your own head. Well, it will come down on your own head because, see, vengeance is not ours. Vengeance belongs to God. Vengeance belongs to God. So if we're going to take vengeance into our own hands, I can promise you, you're setting your own self up. You're setting yourself up for a fall. You really are. So vengeance is God's. Number two, if I could, if I had points that I don't have any of these points written down, I'm just talking to you basically from my own experience. Number two, this is what you should do. You follow the word of God. It's simple. You're like, man, you know, that's not really a great revelation, brother John. It's not. It's simple. And the word of God has has surpassed. Has passed the test of time. Okay, you be careful who you allow in your inner circle. Again, back to wisdom. Number two, you don't tell everybody your business. Well, you know, Brother John, he, he said such and such to me and he hurt me. And uh, I, I, I can't stand him. And, and, and I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to ask all the other brothers not to talk to him. See, now you're just being a child. Now, now, now you're not thinking with your spiritual wisdom that God gives. Now you're just being petty. You know, but Brother John says something to you, and now you don't want anybody to be friends with Brother John. You're just being petty. And again, that, that also speaks back to vengeance. Now you're trying to execute your wrath upon me when what you really should do is go pray about when and if you should approach me to talk to me about your hurt and pain. And I'm convinced, I am completely convinced one reason why people stay hurt so long is because they do not they do not seek to really get it off their chest. They just try to smother it. They just try to smother. It's like everybody in the house, they got that one room where they put everything in that one room that they don't want other people to see. You know, it, it might be, you know, all kinds of things in that one room. Chairs, all kind of electronic stuff or, or stuff where they just use as a storage room in that house. And they don't want anybody to see that room. That's what we do when we get emotionally hurt. Is we just store it. We don't deal with it. Especially individuals in the black community. A lot of stuff we just don't deal with. Or if we do deal with it, we may deal with it the wrong way. I'm, I'm just being honest. And I apologize. That was Alexa going off saying something crazy. She probably heard me say a word that she's familiar with. But anyway, we don't deal with it like we should. And we, so we stay in the word. Vengeance, stay in the word. Well, we say a prayer of vengeance. Vengeance is not ours. We stay in the word. You seek good counsel. Because in a multitude of counsels, there is safety. But there's one counsel that we must always have when we're talking about church hurt. And that's the counsel of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. See, because we could do too much. We could step out and think 
we need to operate in such a way to get this church hurt off of us, but we make the wrong decision, i.e. we make the wrong move. No. No. Who called you? What does 2 Timothy 1.9 says? It says, he has saved us with a holy calling. So if he called you, right, then he will work this out for you. Okay, it's, it's not as if God didn't see the whole situation, the way it all occurred and unfolded. It's not as if he's he's totally in the dark and doesn't know what happened. And he could see things from afar off that may be coming your way and you may need to behave appropriately so that those things coming your way are dealt with the way that he desires them to be dealt with. Because let's be real about one thing. He always has your best interests at heart. What does the Bible say? God is a sun and shield. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So, that's even in the midst of your hurt and pain. Right? He's still looking out for you. So we're going to trust him. Sometimes the best thing to do is to do nothing until you 100% know the answer and i would recommend that in every case do nothing do nothing until you know what you are supposed to do because god is real he is real so what i'm saying to you is church hurt is not easily resolved for many because it also depends on what type of hurt or how deep does that hurt go and how many people were affected by that hurt i mean almost every week you could turn on the television there's some pastor who's hurt the church be it through infidelity um misappropriation of funds or just flat out teaching things that are not in the bible and people end up getting hurt from that or just not telling the truth about some things. Yes, those particular individuals, they make it tough for people who are actually doing the job and supposed and doing it right. But just know that those individuals who are doing what's wrong, they do not represent everyone in Christendom. They do not. They represent a percentage of individuals. It's just like if you work for a bank. Do you think everyone who works for that bank is trustworthy? Every one of them? Well, you say, well, Brother John, they pass a background check. Well, okay, fine. Yes, to get the job. But now they're there. They're dealing with large sums of money on a daily basis. Mainly our money because they can go into our accounts and move things around as we request. Don't think everyone working for a bank is trustworthy. And hate to tell you this, news flashes, if you don't know, not everyone working for a church is trustworthy either. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful. I mean, church hurt is deep. It's deep. It, 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 it's from abuse. Lying. Misrepresenting. And people walk in the flesh all the time. Galatians chapter 5. So anyway, I think you guys got the point. I won't uh, 
I won't beat you over the head too much longer about it. I <laughs> hope you don't feel like I'm beating you over the head, but I just want to address it somewhat. You know, like I said, from a high level, that church hurt is very, very real. There's almost, I don't know anyone personally who doesn't have at least one example of church hurt from their own lives. I, I don't know, not one person. You know, some of those are going to vary in degree, obviously, with varying severity. But yet and still, I think everyone has at least one example. These things happen. So I'll say this, friends, let's just trust God with everything. Let's just trust God. I mean, and I read to you Mark chapter 11, a lot of times the leadership, they know they know what's going on. It's, a lot of time they're a huge part of it, unfortunately. And when you lash out or speak up against it, a lot of times they'll come after you. Like they try to come after Jesus to destroy him. We just read. Because he spoke up. Did the right thing. And some will appreciate that. Some will not. So anyway, that's pretty much all I want to say today on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. And I hope that you've been blessed by this talking about church hurt a little bit and we're going to talk about it again we'll get more in depth next time i i would imagine as god would allow we'll get a little bit more in depth but at the same time you know just remember you're not alone you're not alone dealing with church hurt you may feel like you're alone maybe you are physically alone but you're really not alone you keep praying about that and again it's important to find people that you get people you trust even if you don't know them Call a prayer line. Call a prayer ministry if that's what you need to do. And you, you seek counsel on it. Wise counsel. Godly counsel. So let's go to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you for these individuals who've heard this today. And I, I pray for everyone dealing with church hurt. It's very real and it's painful. And I pray, God, that you would give them the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding on how to deal with it. And, and how to change the negative effect on their own personal lives as they're going through this church hurt. God, I, I ask you to just give them wisdom on what to do next. God, I ask you to give them peace. I ask you to remove that hurt in Jesus' name. And Lord, make them stronger where they're weak and make them stronger even where they're strong. And me as well. And Lord, we know that People are people and people get in the flesh and they say things and they do things that we should not. I ask you to help us to see that we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers in all things and nothing will separate us from your love. That's what Romans 8 says. Help us to learn that we can't lean on ourselves. We have to lean on you. Help us to do just that. And we thank you, Lord, that when we pray, you hear us. And we know that if you hear us, we have the petition. We have requests according to 1 John 5. We thank you, Father God. And we believe it's done. And we thank you for the patience. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your strength. Because we're not strong enough. Many occasions, we're not strong enough. We're going to lean on you. We thank you for your strength. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Again, this has been Brother John with Elisha Power Ministries. Just having a chat with you about church hurt. And I hope that as you start your next week, your new week, that you are blessed beyond measure and that you bless somebody else. We always talk about blessings. How about blessing somebody else? I want to challenge you to bless at least one person every day this week. Even if it's an encouraging word or you buy someone lunch. I want to challenge you to be a blessing. And I pray God lay it on your heart to do something nice for somebody every day this week. Praise God. Well, thank you once again for listening in. God bless. May the Lord bless and keep you now and always. And we'll be back. We appreciate you listening in. And come back. Come back and listen again. God bless you. Thank you.